Welcome to Unlock Wayne County, the podcast that holds the keys to unlocking your appreciation for local history and happenings around Wayne County, New York. You got to dig deeper, and that's where the real history begins, starting with questions like why? Was it right? What would I have done under those circumstances? How does it affect me today? Um, How does it affect my children? How does it affect generations, you know, seven generations down the line? Now we're getting into the real questions of history. And now, from the Museum of Wayne County History in Lyons, New York, is our host, Deb Hall. Greetings, and welcome to Unlock Wayne County. I'm Deb Hall, director of the Wayne County Historical Society, and I'm here at the Museum of Wayne County History in Lyons with our podcast creator and engineer, Matt Beck. Well, first of all, Unlock Wayne County is meant to introduce listeners to a variety of unique and interesting people, places, and businesses and events around the county. We offer you the keys to discovery through conversation with the people of Wayne County. This first episode will be a condensed show to give our listeners a sneak peek of what treasures lie inside what we consider the treasure trust of Wayne County. Kind of sounds like a pirate's adventure or maybe a pioneer's adventure, which is appropriate because today I'm talking with my friend and colleague, Chris Blomgren. Chris is a retired history teacher author, and now owner of Historic Pursuits. Good day, sir. How you doing, Deb? I'm excited. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, we're going to try to get it all in in a short period of time. and Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but what we will do is we are going to just give a glimpse into all the gems and cool stuff that's happening around Wayne County. So we're going to talk briefly about what the keys to history are Mm. and why history is important and how it tells a story of where we are today. So I'm going to start with just asking you, the the history teacher, subject matter in school, right? Mm. Why is history important? Ooh, okay. And and a lot of seventh graders have asked the very same question. (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, let's not confuse history with chronology, right? So chronology is, it's simply a listing of events in the order that they happened, right? Picture that long timeline that you had up in your fourth grade classroom, right? That would be chronology. And, and if your study of history began and ended with just regurgitating a timeline without making any sort of a connection, then you become a, a history hater, really. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, history is a lot more than that. So history might begin with some easy questions, right? When? Who? What? In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I don't know if you've ever heard that one. Sure, a little mnemonic device. Yeah, so there's your when, who, and what. But who really cares, right? (laughs) you got to dig deeper, and that's where the real history begins, starting with questions like why. Was it right? What would I have done under those circumstances? How does it affect me today? How does it affect my children? How does it affect generations, you know, seven generations down the line? Now we're getting into the real questions of history. So we move from the what, what happened, to so what, like who cares, why is this important, to now what, okay, what should I do with this information? Mm -hmm. The interpretation of all of the information we get. Right. So we move from the study of chronology to what I think is really the study of character. Because if there's one thing that history teaches us, right, there's the cliche, if there's one thing that history teaches us, (laughs) is that we're all going to face a crisis. Every person, every country, every generation will face a crisis. And if we choose to look what it took for our ancestors to overcome their challenges, then it's going to be easy for us to 
prepare for our challenges. So I get, we gain insight by using hindsight, right? Mm. So let me give you my definition of history. I'm going to say this. History is the study of what happens when character meets conflict. Okay. For better or for worse, because there's good character and bad character. Mm -hmm. History is the study of what happens when character meets conflict. And we never know what that conflict's going to look like. Yeah. We, and we're seeing it Did you today. see a pandemic coming? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that one coming. Nope, but now it's in the record books. And, you know, so interestingly, you know, my take on history mm. in accordance with kind of your version there in that the crisis is really becomes the story, mm. right? Yes. So history is, break the word apart, his story. Mm -hmm. It's really just a story about what happens to people at a certain place in at a certain time mm -hmm. and certain things that are involved in that story and the story matters because then it establishes a record of an occurrence right and that occurrence then hopefully factual which that would lead us into a whole nother slew of questions right. about fact and truth and perspective right but we know that story also contains a bias sure. and so it's the perspective of the storyteller mm -hmm. that gives us history and allows us to interpret. And then that leads to other questions. And so that's really where the study of history, to your point, is about mm -hmm. character. What is a character doing and how would I have behaved if it were me in that right, story? Right, right. And I like what you said about, you know, perspective, because I think a good historian is aware that we're looking through a lens. And that's not a bad thing. So... Let me, let me give you a little story from Wayne County history. Okay, let's go back to March of 1789. Okay. Summer in what will later become Palmyra, over by Ganarga Creek, Mud Creek. That night, there's a group of Tuscarora natives, and as they look, they see a cabin built by these pioneers, and, and they look through the chinks of the cabin walls, and they see the light, and they figure, hey, here's a great idea. Let's take our muskets and shove them through the chinks of the wall and let's just fire some pot shots. <laughs> great idea. Well, and they do, they do that and they end up uh, killing one settler and severely wounding another one. Okay. So the partners, they run out of the cabin, they chase him down, they track him down, capture him, and they decide, Pioneer Justice, that we should probably kill him on the spot. So they tomahawk one of them to death and they stone another one to death. Quite a story. From one perspective. And now put on your spectacles because we mm -hmm. need to speculate, right? Mm -hmm. So let's, let's take a closer look. We could zoom in like a microscope. There's a lens, right? We could zoom in on a specific detail. Here's my question. Where did Tuscarora natives get muskets from in the first place? I was thinking the same thing. Right. Um, were, were these guys, were these settlers drunk and they should have been on guard duty or were they doing everything right? You know, just zooming in on that one little detail. That's, mm -hmm. We could do that. Or we could, let's take another lens. Let's use, let's use a, a panoramic lens and, and, you know, pan out to see the big mm -hmm. picture. Was there a treaty in place with the Tuscarora? If so, were these pioneers breaking it? Right. Right? And so and then that leads to whose perspective are we looking at when yes. we, in the 21st century, yes. interpret that set of occurrence? Right. And that in and of itself, that kind of makes history. Because it can be from a different perspective, and we can gain insight by looking at multiple perspectives from a distance, the distance of time. Yes, I think. yes. And that's really, a lot of kids, you know, we talked about kids kind of interpreting history as history class, mm. uh, get caught up with the time frame. Mm -hmm. and, the the um, chronology. Right, the yeah. chronology. And it's so long ago. But I think the exciting thing about history 
is that we can zoom in and zoom out mm-hmm. and we can bring it forward into today and compare it to how we would react in today's world to how the story unfolded in yesteryear, right. whatever that time frame is. And so putting all that into perspective. Before we go to a sponsor break, I'd just say I found a little definition from a historian named Kate Carpenter. She does a podcast, oddly enough, called Drafting History, which is about mm. writing okay. historical accounts. And she commented, commented on how she approaches writing history, which Mm. is how a lot of us gather that knowledge from the past. It's Mm -hmm. from reading what other historians have researched and written down for us to then digest, right? 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 So her approach is, quote, many people believe that history is mostly a matter of repeating settled facts. Rather than realizing, <laughs> right, rather than realizing that all the information we have about the past requires careful interpretation and that the interpretation can change as more context, meaning mm-hmm. today's context of where you're at, right? Mm-hmm. The constant that more context comes to light, or as we ask different questions of the archival information that we have. And she says, and I think this leads back to what we started with, she says, I wish more of this process of doing history, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. was taught in K through 12th grade. She said, I think those research and contextualization skills are valuable throughout life. And I think you being a history teacher and me being now in this position of historian or sort of quasi-historian would kind of agree with that. Well, and and there there definitely has been a shift in, in the educational environment. You know, it's not... It's not the 1970s. I have visions of me as a as a first grader putting lipstick on my face and making a uh, a paper mache uh, <laughs> headdress so I could dance around in an authentic yeah no for we're, Thanksgiving we're, we're, no we're, doubt, oh right? of course yeah. <laughs> so we have advanced beyond that yes. point so um, absolutely you know I, they there is an agreement that yes we need to think more about perspectives. Amen. All right. So why don't we take a break? We're going to listen to uh, some information about. Historic Pursuit. Okay, so Historic Pursuits, think of it like this, for an education outreach that specializes in immersing folks into early American adventure. It could be a school assembly about the Erie Canal. It could be a workshop uh, on how mountain man survival skills might relate to your business practices. Or it could be you coming to our Palmyra campus for a full day of reliving the American Revolution. Here's your musket, here's your flint and steel, let's set up a tent and let's go on patrol in the woods. We provide everything you need to make it an immersive experience. I want you to taste it, I want you to smell it, I want you to to feel the history, right? So if you want to check us out, historicpursuits.org. Historic Pursuits, putting learning into action and action into learning. Awesome. There it is. Awesome. Well, thank you, Historic Pursuits out of Palmyra, New York, our first sponsor and co-host of the Unlock Wayne County podcast here in Lyons, New York at the Museum of Wayne County History. So we're talking about history. We're mm-hmm. talking about why it matters. And what our specific focus is, is local history, Wayne, okay. Wayne County history, kind of the now and then. So, you know, where do we even start when we think about local history? I can tell you from my perspective because I work at the Museum of Mm -hmm. Wayne County History, run by the organization called the Wayne County Historical Society. There are 
probably a dozen or more historical societies in Wayne County that do exactly this, what Mm. we're talking about. They research and preserve history and then share it. Mm -hmm. with people and share it in a very open and fun way. Um, A lot of them have museums and buildings that can be visited. And if I could just take a second, I want to run down some of these names of the historical societies. Yeah. And then um, I want to give you a chance to kind of give us that 300-year back view of how did a local history, why did Wayne County history Oh, we can, we can go back further than that. <laughs> I'm sure we can go we way can. back. I'm sure we can. Okay. But, so, so just to give an overview, there's a Butler Historical Preservation Society. They've got the Butler Center Church Museum and the Rowe Cobblestone Schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. Galen Historical Society. They've got the Brick Church Museum right there in downtown Clyde. They've got the Mill Museum, probably along the canal, since Mm -hmm. it was a mill, or along a waterway. And they've got the old Blockhouse, which was a reproduction of an early pioneer stronghold, kind of, right? Yeah, love the block. Yeah. Historic Huron, Old Town Hall, or Huron Museum, the Huron Grange Hall, Mm -hmm. and Dayton Mills School. Uh, Historic Palmyra has five uh, locations, Palmyra uh, print shop, the Ailing Coverlet Museum, the Phelps General Store, and the Home Museum, all right there in downtown Palmyra. Yeah, that'll keep you busy. Yeah. Lions Heritage Society has the H.G. Hotchkiss Essential Oil Company, and their building, they were the Peppermint King. He was the Peppermint King of uh, sure. Wayne County. Macedon Historical Society's got the Macedon Academy and the Macedon Meeting House. The Marion Historic Association runs the Marion Museum at Jenny's House on Main Street there. Okay. Newark Arcadia Historical Society's got a Marbletown schoolhouse and a building on High Street in Newark. Ontario Historical Society has the Heritage Square Museum. That's a fun one. Yeah, they've got some land out there and a bunch of old buildings, too. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a, they got a campus, if you will. Yeah. Red Creek Historical Society, uh, Rose Historical Society with the Bernard Farnsworth Museum, mm-hmm. Sodas Bay Historical Society with Sodas Bay Lighthouse Museum. It's another fun one. Beautiful, yeah. Town of Sodas Historical Society, Walworth Historical Society and the Walworth Museum, and Williamson Pulteneyville Historical Society has got their museum plus Gates Hall, which is a beautiful old longest running entertainment facility, I believe, in New York State if not maybe the country, but they Mm. they have a claim to fame that it's been the longest-running entertainment facility, a concert hall, if you will. They had a guy come in there and do a a one-man version of uh, Yeah, Christmas Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah, yeah. And the last but not least is the Wolcott Historical Society, and they've got the Northrop Carriage House right there in uh, Wolcott. That's a sampling of the organized groups, Mm -hmm. and of course, the Wayne County Historical Society with our museum here in Lyons, that are doing just what we've been talking about, and that is preserving history. Our focus is on Wayne County history. All of those towns kind of zoom in on their town history, Mm. but where did this Wayne County history even begin? Do you have a concept of that? <laughs> Just a concept. And <laughs> were you there when it began? <laughs> yeah, not, not quite. Well, traditionally, when you speak about history, you're talking about the time period after the use of written records, right? So everything before that point, which was about, I don't know, 5,000 years ago, you could refer to as prehistory. Mm-hmm. Now, this is important for a couple of different reasons. Number one, think about this. This means that over 90% of the time that humans have been on the planet is before history, mm-hmm. right? It's prehistory. Before recorded history. No human voice. No, we don't know what victory song was being sung by the Neanderthals after a successful mammoth hunt. We, we don't have that. 
Um, we don't know what the tribal reaction was when the first wolves snuggled up to the campfire <laughs> and someone had their bright idea and said, hey, we could domesticate those. <laughs> you know, we don't know what was said. But that's not to say we don't know anything, right? Because we can rely on other fields. We can rely on archaeology, geology, geography. So yeah, we, we can figure out quite a bit of this. But the second point is this. By placing such a high emphasis on written records as an interpretive tool, we're relegating non-literate cultures to a secondary role. So mm -hmm. think about this. In a literate mm -hmm. society, the written record is everything. You know, mm -hmm. from a point of view of religion, from a point of view of the law, right? Mm -hmm. So much of what we know or think we know comes from the fact that somebody wrote it down. Like I was saying earlier, my uh, quote from the historian. So, Deb, how do we know that Wayne County broke off from Ontario and Seneca County on the 11th of April, 1823? <laughs> Because we can research the document. Somebody wrote it down, yeah, that's right? That's right. Okay, now you've got a you've got a spearhead here that is, you know, purportedly from from like AD one thousand that the Norsemen left when they landed on the coast of North America. How do we know? Nobody wrote that down, right? So how do you know that they didn't leave a tag on it, right? Right. So I would I would say carbon dating on Ooh. an artifact. Isn't that the scientific? I, Method? You could probably, yeah, you could, you could talk about that. If you, if you look at prehistory cultures, maybe that don't depend on literacy, they usually balance things out between three sources mm -hmm. as opposed to just what's written, right? There is a written record, but there's also an archaeological record, like you said, carbon dating. There's artifacts made by humans which tell part of the story. Mm -hmm. And there's also an oral tradition. The stories that have been handed down with integrity from generation to generation by professional historians, really. Maybe you wouldn't call them that. Different societies in West Africa, they're called griots and you know storytellers, whatever you want to call them. But essentially, they're professional historians. It's their job to accurately hand down the story from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. So there's three different ways we can, we can kind of prove history, right? So we have to be careful when we ask a question like, when did Wayne County history begin? Right. Right. Because right. we can go back. Right. You know, we, we can't can really back. put a pin on the yeah. timeline, so to speak. Well, the, and that's, uh, you know, that kind of brings us forward a little bit too. not being able to pinpoint exactly when history started. Right. Mm. So there's kind of this cloud of activity, human activity and mm. geological activity and all these things that I use the uh, old phrase, you know, if a tree falls in the mm -hmm. woods and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a noise? And we have evidence, maybe mm -hmm. we go back later ah, tree laying on ground, assume it was standing up at some point. So we can use that evidence to see what's happened. So we use that in local history too, mm -hmm. to try to piece together like a puzzle right. of when things happened, who was involved, and using all of those resources mm -hmm. that you just mentioned, the artifacts, the oral history, the stories of people who are here, still here today that can mm -hmm. tell the story, and the written record. All right, interesting stuff. Talking about Wayne County history, when did it start, how do we surmise what really happened here, right. and why is it important? Before we get to the last segment, which is how did we get here, and what are all the things that are happening around here, we're going to take another quick break and listen to a word from our sponsor. The Museum of Wayne County History in Lyons, New York, is located in the former Wayne County Sheriff's Office and the former Wayne County Jail where 24 cell blocks are still intact. 
with wall-mounted cots, heavy iron barred doors, and even some of the original inmate artwork and graffiti on the walls. Plus, there are more exhibits, which include the Stunning Lions Pottery and Glass Clyde Gallery, the Commerce Room, the Military Room, the Victorian-era Child's Room, the Weaving Room, and more. The separate two-story carriage barn is located behind the jail and contains exhibits of old firefighting apparatus and relics and replicas from the original Erie Canal. The museum is located at 21 Butternut Street, just a short walk from the Erie Canal, Lock 27, or directly west of Church Street from the town square. Guided tours are available, and for more information, please visit waynehistory.org. Chris Blomgren from Historic Pursuits, uh, here with me, Deb Hall, at the Wayne County Museum of History in Lyons, New York. We're talking a uh, new podcast, mm. Unlock Wayne County. Which is kind of ironic because... I can kind of see the Wayne County jail cells from where we're sitting. <laughs> hey, a little play on words. Not okay. only jail cells, but we've also got canal locks. There you go. Right around the corner. All right. So unlocking the hidden gems of local history and happenings through the people, organizations, and businesses that operate and live here in Wayne County, New York. And we want to encourage everyday exploration and discovery of some of these hidden gems through this conversation that we uh, hope to continue with other interesting folks, uh, interesting businesses, mm -hmm. and talking about events and things that are happening around the county. We want to continue that here on Unlock Wayne County. But just to kind of wrap this up, give us some of those uh, factors that you would say build the interest in local history and kind of bring us up to where we are today. We talked earlier about a push-pull factor. Mm. Let me phrase it like this. Why, did, why the heck did people come here in the first place? Right. Why did they come Why here? Wayne County? right? In history, we talk about push factors and, and pull factors. So push factors are the bad things. Those are the reasons why you would want to leave the old area, right? Plague, persecution, famine, active volcanoes, right? Right. Great reasons to move on, right? right? You're getting, we see it today. You're getting pushed out. And then you got pull factors, which are obviously the good things in the new place. Hey, this has got some great hunting, or this is free land, right? I can worship freely. So depending on the time period and the people involved, there's been many reasons why you might want to relocate to Wayne County. 10,000 BC, caveman Grog said, hey, mammoths are hunting in this area, which will one day be called Wayne County. We should move there, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. 2000 BC, hey, you know, there's some really good fishing in the local rivers and lakes. We should set up a little uh, hut here, right? AD 1100, uh, Seneca Indians say, you know what? If we built our, our village on top of that hill, it would be a lot easier to defend. So I kind of like these hilly things around here. 1800s, right? Um, why would I stay in Ireland and, and starve when I could dig this canal thing? You know, and get paid. And it sounds like a great job. I'm going to do that. 2000 right? Man, why would I pay Monroe County taxes when I can <laughs> I can walk 100 yards that way and, and set up Lowe's and, and Walmart? Right. right. No offense to our Monroe County No friends. offense, right? <laughs> but think about I mean, Wayne County, it's, got, it's always had great farming. There's no real threat of natural disasters, right? I mean, a little snow. Ooh, okay. Right. Uh, it's, got, it's got low crime, relatively. It's got family-friendly neighborhoods. It's got good schools. It's got outdoor recreation. And it's got a long history of innovative businesses and unique individuals that would make great material for a future podcast. Hey, I think that segues us into the fact that that is exactly what we're going to be focusing on. Okay. Is pulling all that information out and uh, 
seeking out those interesting businesses, interesting people, uh, interesting events. It's interesting facts from history that mm. lead us into where we are today and also taking the events of today and taking a little glimpse into the past of where it came from. You know, one thing that comes to mind is the Mora Car Company. Mora mm. Car Company began in Newark and the factory building is still standing, but now it's a Halligan's furniture factory. Okay. But the factory is still there. And it'd be interesting to kind of, you know, you walk inside the walls and think about the people that lived here prior to, you know. We're not promoting trespassing. (laughs) No, but maybe a a site tour. (laughs) Yeah, there you Uh, go. But but it's that kind of cool stuff where we can take, you know, modern day businesses and conveniences and kind of look at where they came from and how it brought us to where we are today and kind of celebrate that, really unlock the keys to uh, what it means, where we came from, and uh, what it means to us today and where we're going in the future. Because all this is part of human survival. History really is just the story of human survival. And we have that knack in our DNA to survive. Mm. And so uh, despite what people think about a particular geographic area or what somebody might think about Wayne County, uh, who maybe hasn't been here, or what people think about it, and they do live here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all that perspective. We're going to pull that out, and uh, we're going to do that by unlocking Wayne County on Unlock Wayne County. So we thank you for listening today. This is our special uh, mini introductory episode. Maybe not so many, but it gives listeners a sample of what is to come. And really, like you said, Chris, the opportunities are endless. We Mm. could talk about so many things in depth. I think that folks would find it interesting and it would really unlock uh, some of the uh, hidden gems of what Wayne County is. So we hope that you will join us for future podcasts. For more information about these topics and more, visit us online at waynehistory.org slash unlockhistory. And if you're interested in being a sponsor, a business sponsor, or a community sponsor, we encourage you to contact us at info at waynehistory.org. Thanks, Chris, for hanging out with me today. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unlock Wayne County, where we explore local history and happenings around the county. Join us next time as we continue this conversation with key people in Wayne County who will help open the doors of the past and provide great insight into the future. Special thanks to our guest, Chris Blomgren, from Historic Pursuits. Unlock Wayne County is recorded by Matt Beck and produced by Wayne County Historical Society. Edited and mastered by Beck Photo and Video. With music provided by permission from the Topaz Volunteer Fife and Drum Corps of Macedon, New York. Unlock Wayne County was brought to you by our sponsors, Historic Pursuits and the Museum of Wayne County History. If you know of an interesting person or business in Wayne County that you think would be a great guest on this podcast, let us know by emailing info at waynehistory.org. Until next time, we hope you unlock your appreciation for the variety of history and happenings in Wayne County, New York.